Do you know when you handle today properly, tomorrow has a remarkable tendency to take care of itself. And now for Don't Sweat the Small Stuff. Welcome to Brothers of the Word, because brother, you need the Word. And we are forecast by all economic experts that we're heading into some tough times. And, and you know, there are seasons of nature where you have summer, winter, spring, and fall. The very cycles of life have times of plenty. They have times of scarcity. Ecclesiastes simply says, you know, there's a season for all things. And as we go into varying seasons, I don't know what's coming. What I do know, as long as I am staying with God, I'm going to be fine. But I want to speak to you today. And it doesn't particularly have anything to do with what the experts claim is coming because they don't know. I want to speak to you from the simple subject of don't sweat the small stuff. Because it's all small stuff. And I want to use the words of Jesus today, particularly Luke chapter 12, beginning at the 22nd verse. You've heard this many times. Then Jesus said to his disciples, therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or about your body, what you will wear. For life is more than food and the body more than clothes. Consider the ravens. They do not sow or reap. They have no storeroom or barn, yet God feeds them. And how much more valuable you are than birds. Who of you, by worrying, can add a single hour to your life? Since you cannot do this very little thing, why do you worry about the rest? Consider how the wild flowers grow. They do not labor or spin, yet I tell you, not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, how much more will he clothe you, you of little faith? And do not set your heart on what you will eat or drink, Do not worry about it, for the pagan world runs after all such things. And your father knows that you need them. But seek his kingdom, and these things will be given to you as well. Jesus specifically tells us not to worry about four things. But I must admit, these four things are not small stuff. They're actually kind of big, especially a couple of them. First thing he says is, don't worry about your life. That's kind of big. Don't worry about your life. So I believe Jesus here, he starts with a thing that all of us by natural logic would say, that's big. There's nothing bigger than my life. He said, don't worry about your life. Then he says, don't worry about what you will eat. We 
just came back from our annual brother's trip. And one of the main things we worry about on our trips is what we're going to eat. You know, that's a real big issue. What are we going to eat today? We talked about the breakfast, the buffet at the hotel, and we talked about, oh, I got this on the book. What are we going to eat? Then we talk about lunch. We found this nice little, what are we going to eat lunch today? And we talked about all of the food on the lunch. We found this nice little health restaurant, had juice and all this pizza. The pizza was just, we just talked about this pizza. And I just gorged myself so much. I had to actually, I ate so much. I had to let my watch out a notch. I said, I've heard of letting your belt out. I ate so much, I had to let my watch out a notch. And we were just eating. And James and I, we were at lunch one day, and James had ordered a pizza. And I said, I've eaten already too much. I'm just not going to eat much. I'm just getting a salad until dinner. And because we were in a country that spoke Spanish, I had to put it in a little translator app and showed him the translation of what we wanted. I wanted a salad and a pizza. And he brought James's pizza. And about five minutes later, I just finished eating my salad. He brings me a big pizza. I said, what in the And I said, well, he done already brought it. Evidently, I paid for it. And the pizza was delicious. And James had asked me, he said, you want any of my pizza? Because this is a big pizza. I said, no, I'm not going to eat any of that pizza because I got to eat dinner. I'm not that hungry. That's why I'm eating the salad right now because I ate so much last night at dinner. So I don't even want a slice of your pizza. The man brings me a whole pizza. I ate all of that pizza except one slice. (laughs) So when Jesus says what you will eat, that's no small thing. Matter of fact. Some of you all are not even listening to me right now. Some of you all are wondering, what are you going to eat as soon as you leave church today? <laughs> so what you will eat is a big deal. He says, don't worry about your body. That's a big deal. I mean, I worry about my body. And as you get older, your body just doesn't feel the same. It doesn't look the same. You have to take more care of it. You have to be more concerned. So Jesus said, look, don't worry about your life. Don't worry about what you will eat. Don't worry about your body. And finally, he says, don't worry about what you wear. I mean, there are some of us who've stood in front of our closet this morning trying to figure out, you're not worried about what the preacher's going to preach. You're not wondering, I wonder is he going to bring a real insightful message today? No, you're wondering what you're going to wear. Some of you all are wondering what you're going to wear tomorrow. So Jesus named four things, and I must admit, three out of those four things are big. See, I don't generally worry about what I'm going to wear because I wear the same stuff. I wear the same pants, basically the same shirt, the same socks, the same shoes, and I have multiples of each. But I don't worry about style. I wear the same thing almost every day, 90% of the time. So I don't worry about what I'm going to wear. But I do worry about my life. I do worry about my body. And I do worry about what I'm going to eat. So Jesus says, don't worry about any of these four things. In other words, to put it in the modern vernacular, Jesus says, don't sweat the small stuff. Because it's all small stuff. And oftentimes in life, we focus on so much. And in truth, 
it's really small. The big thing is our eternal life. But when is the last time you've heard anybody worrying about their eternal life? When is the last time you heard anybody talking about that? Crime rate, political races, economy. When you look at what America is concerned about when they do the polls, now it varies. The number one thing in the polls right now is the economy. Then you have crime. Then you have some of the other social issues. Not once have I ever seen a poll that says even in the top 10, their eternal life. Nobody worried about that. That's a big thing. All the other stuff that's on the poll list of what Americans are worried about, it's all small stuff. Don't sweat the small stuff because it's all Small stuff. Matthew 6.34 says, Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. And do you know when you handle today properly, tomorrow has a remarkable tendency to take care of itself. If I do what I'm supposed to do today, somehow tomorrow takes care of itself. It's usually when I don't do what I'm supposed to do today, that I have issues tomorrow. But if you handle today properly, tomorrow somehow miraculously turns out extremely well. And we've got to learn how to focus on today because you can't change yesterday. That's why Paul says, you know, forgetting the things of the past, you can't change one thing about what happens today and tomorrow is not guaranteed. What you can focus on and what you can handle and if you do what you need to do right now, it makes a difference. It's why I appreciated Genesis' message so much when she just talked about the rhythms of weakness. How many of y'all have rhythms of weakness? You go through these ups and downs of where you're doing really, really good at one point, and then you get to a point and you say, what happened? What happened? Some of you got issues, and one of the biggest things that's going to be coming up in the New Year's, the number one thing is people are going to save money and I'm going to lose weight. Those are the two top New Year's resolutions. And in the first week of January, you're going to be on it. Then come March, what happened? What happened? It's the rhythms of weakness. And we get strong, we get weak. And this morning, I just made up in my mind. I said, look, and it wasn't so much that I made it up in my mind as this message is more for me than you because I was just worried about some stuff. Business stuff now is going through a tough time. Things are down and we're going through some of the toughest months we've ever gone through. And yet as I look at it, even though we're going through a tough month, it's where we were three years ago. We just did so well in the last couple of years. You drop back down, look like it's so bad. But really, when you look, that ain't that bad. This way we were three years ago. But you begin to worry because of what all the economic experts say. And you forget the blessings that God has granted you. And see, when we start worrying, George talked about really the number one thing you need to do is pray. I was praying about that thing. So you can pray when stuff is looking kind of rough. You can really pray hard and heavy in and sincere. So I was praying, Lord, what about this business? And God said, look. He said, I done told you and I done told you and James, your business is going through a whole new level, but it's not going to be due to your efforts in the business. I'm going to handle it. What I need you to do is what I told you to do. How you doing on that? And that's my issue. How you doing on that? How you doing on what God has told you to do? See, it's easy to, you know, put it on the president. Lord, if the president would just get right. It doesn't matter which president. It's always, you know, when you think about it, a landslide political victory is 60% of the vote. That's a landslide. 
If you get 60% of the vote, it's considered so overwhelming, it's a landslide. But that means 40% of the folk don't want you. With a landslide, 40% of the folk don't want you. So politics is like that. No matter who the president is, no matter who the mayor is, no matter who your senator is, half the folk don't want them. And it's always going to be like that. I looked it up between the presidency, between Democrats and Republicans. I want to see, has there been an overabundance of one versus the other? Since the beginning, it's like 50.1 to 49.9. It's almost been a dead even split. So it doesn't really make that much difference who the president is. How you doing? With what God has told you to do. See, Jesus simply says this. If you love me, what did he say do? Exactly. If you love me, keep my commandments. So how are we doing? And that's what God told me. He said, don't you worry about your business. You do what I have told you to do. And if you do what I have told you to do, I'll handle this other stuff. I'll give you breakthroughs that your brain cannot produce. I'll open up doors for you. And when I look at the business, we work hard in it, and I'm going to still keep working hard, but all of our breakthroughs have had a divine element. So if we can just do what we're supposed to do today and not sweat the small stuff, all of this stuff in the world is small stuff. None of the big stuff is on the pole. None of the big stuff. And America is not worrying about any of the big stuff. Never been a pole of how you're doing on God's laws. We're not even thinking about that. How you doing on making sure your eternal life is secure? We're not even thinking about that. All we sweating over, all we're worried about, all we're concerned about is small stuff. Don't sweat the small stuff because it's all small stuff. The man was walking down the street and uh, he saw a homeless man. Homeless man was just uh, all shabby, dressed real raggedy, smelling the high heaven. And he, he came up to the man and asked him for a few dollars so he can get him some dinner. And the man went in his wallet and he took out a $20 bill. And then he asked him, he said, if I give you this money, will you buy some beer or some liquor instead of dinner? And he said, no, 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 no. I stopped drinking years ago, years ago. And he said, well, if I give you this $20... Will you use it to go fishing instead of buying some dinner? Man said, no, I don't waste time fishing. I don't waste time fishing. I spend all of my time trying to stay alive. Then man said, well, if I give you this $20, will you spend it on some hunting equipment? And the homeless man said, are you crazy? I haven't gone hunting in 20 years. Well, the man said, he said, I'm not going to give you this money. Instead, I'm going to take you to my house for a shower and a terrific dinner cooked by my wife. And the homeless man looked at him kind of puzzled and he said, won't your wife be mad at you for doing that? Bringing a shabbily dressed, stinking, homeless man home for dinner? He said, said, no, don't worry about that. I want my wife to see what a man looks like after he's given up drinking, fishing, and hunting. And sometimes we've got to learn how not to worry about the small stuff. And then we got to realize it's all small stuff. And some of us right now, we're so worried 
about so many little things. 97% of the things that we worry about don't happen. And the 3% of the things that we do worry about that do happen, half of those we can't control. And if we do what we're supposed to do today, even that half of that 3% won't bother us. How are we doing about the big stuff? How are we doing about our eternal life? And I'm not telling you not to worry about your life. I'm not telling you not to worry about what you eat. I'm not telling you not to worry about your body. And I'm not telling you not to worry about what you wear. What I'm simply saying is this. Don't let that put you into a state of anxiety. Do what God has told you to do. And when you tune into what God has told you to do, you find out what he's told you to do takes care of all that other stuff. It really does. See, if you listen, if you listen and you listen to his commands, it takes care of your life. It takes care of your body. Even his commands take care of what you eat. I got so many commands. If you truly listen, the problem is we just don't want to hear it. We really, really don't. He'll even control what you wear. If you just listen to God and, and go and pray and seek his spirit. Lord, just guide me. See, most of us have never asked God, what should we wear? We don't even think about that. We're not spending time asking God. Most of us have never asked God, what should we eat? We eat what we want to eat. Most of us have never asked God, Lord, do you want me to do any regular fast? We don't want to hear that. We just don't want to hear it. And look, people, I'm, I'm not condemning anybody because I don't want to hear it. I hear the Lord tell me to fast for three days. I don't want to go for no fast. I just don't want to do it. So many times we will seek God, but we really don't want to hear God. We only want God to confirm what we already want to do. But we don't want God to lead us into a path that we're not traveling, a path that may be difficult. Now, see, I'm going to Iceland this January. I am going to the Philippines in July. And I'm asking God, I said, Lord, why couldn't you tell me to go to the Philippines in January and Iceland in July? That make a lot more logical sense to me. The Philippines will be nice and warm in January and then Iceland will be nice and warm in July. Why do you have me going in reverse logical order? I don't want to do that. But God will often instruct you because there may be some things that you may need to go through. And you don't understand. That's why parents will often instruct children. And there are some things they don't want to go through. They don't understand it until later. Don't sweat the small stuff because it's all small stuff. There was a pastor and he was on a flight. And the pilot announced over the PA, he says, we're getting ready to go into some turbulence. We're going to suspend all of the beverage service and the food service. Buckle your seatbelts. Because there's some real heavy-duty turbulence up ahead. And the pastor looked around and he could see all of the adults were just kind of a little nervous the way the pilot was talking about all this turbulence ahead. And all of a sudden, they hit the turbulence and the plane just went to shaking. And the pastor was looking around and he said, everybody was getting more and more nervous. But he noticed this little girl that was sitting across the aisle from him. And she was coloring in a coloring book. And even though the plane was shaking and it was shaking her crayon, she was just as peaceful and just as happy looking. And then the plane hit an air pocket and just dropped. I don't know whether you all have ever been on a plane like that before and it hit an air pocket and it just dropped. 
That's half scary. A real scary was when I was in a plane and I hear the air pocket and the plane just dropped and I was driving. Whole different level of fear. But the plane just dropped. And just all of the past. And the preacher was just here, Lord Jesus. Jesus. Folks find Jesus real quick when stuff happened. Jesus. And he noticed the little girl. Even with the drop me, it skewed her crayon over the book. But she wasn't worried. She went right back to her crayon and just drawing. And it went all through this rocking and reeling. And folk were just sweating and nervous. One person in the hear them throwing up. So everybody just going through some stuff. And finally the plane landed safely. And the pastor, he was just, he was leaving. The little girl stood. He walked over to the little girl. He said, look, I just got to ask you. I noticed while the plane was going through all of this, you just didn't seem to be afraid. He said, is it just that you, did you not see all of the stuff that was going on? Did you not know what was happening? Did you not realize the plane would be in danger? And did you not understand? She said, no, that wasn't it. He said, well, 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 why? Why were you so calm when all of these adults were just so nervous? And she says, because my daddy is the pilot and he's taking me home. With all of this stuff that's going on in the world, what I understand is my daddy is the pilot. My daddy got all this stuff in control and my daddy has told me don't sweat the small stuff because it's all small stuff. So when we look around and you're going to see, Jesus told you, look, you're going to see wars and rumors of wars the stuff that's happening all over. You're going to see all of that. You're going to see earthquakes and now storms and all this stuff is coming in. You're going to see all of this stuff. You're going to see famine and pestilence and Plagues and all this stuff is all small stuff. Don't sweat the small stuff because it's all small stuff. The only thing that matters is that you are right with God. That's all that matters. And when you are right with God, he handles all of the other stuff. That's why Jesus tried to tell you, look, if my father, he says not a sparrow, which is the smallest of birds, Not a sparrow falls to earth. What that meant was not a sparrow dies outside of the will of my father. Not a sparrow, not the smallest of birds. When he said falls to earth, he means die. Not the smallest of birds die without the will of my father, which means If the smallest of birds cannot die outside of God's will, how can I die outside of God's will? Don't worry about your life. Don't worry about what you will eat. Don't worry about your body. Don't worry about what you will wear. It's all small stuff. And my daddy is driving. And my daddy got this. So when I understand my daddy got this, it changes everything. There's a book, and I don't generally recommend any books outside of the Bible. I don't remember but one I've ever recommended, and that was The Slight Edge, which, which is really a habit-forming book. But there's another one I'm going to really highly recommend that you read. 
And the book is actually entitled, the title of today's message. It's called, Don't Sweat the Small Stuff. And it's all small stuff. And it's by a gentleman named Dr. Richard Carlson. Don't sweat the small stuff, and it's all small stuff, simple ways to keep the little things from taking over your life. Now, this book has 100 chapters in it, but they're small chapters. Each chapter is only about, mm, about two and a half, three minutes long. That's if you listen to the audio book. If you read it, it's still small. But this book has so many gems and nuggets. I've got about six things out of this book. That's changing my life in terms of things I'm going to do on a daily basis. So it's a small book. It's a quick read. If you can get the audio version, I recommend the audio version. If not, if you like to read, just get the print version. Don't Sweat the Small Stuff. And it's all small stuff by Richard Carlson. It's a book that will truly help transform your life and your world. And even if you just get one thing out of it, and I guarantee you, you get more than one out of those 100 chapters, you're going to get several things that will influence and change the way you think and will help change your life. Because people, we're too anxious about too much stuff. Too much stuff is worrying us. Too much stuff is causing us where we can't sleep at night. Too much stuff is taking our peace away. And it's all small stuff. It's all small stuff. Well, Pastor, you just don't understand. Hey, shoot, if you was married to who I was married to, you'd be, it's all small stuff. Pastor, you just don't understand. If you knew what my job is, it's all small stuff. Jesus said, look, if I feed the birds, if I clothe the lilies of the field, even Solomon with all of his glory was not arrayed as one of these. If I can do all of that, how do you possibly think that my father will not take care of you? All you need to do is keep my commands. But you got to know his commands. So I'm admonishing you spend some time in prayer. Like George says, spend some time in prayer. And yes, understand like Genesis says, you're going to have the cycles of weakness. You're going to go up and down. But when you fall off the wagon, don't roll down the hill. And stay down. Get back up. Get back on that wagon. All of us, we go through these cycles. Get back up and get on that wagon and get you a partner that will help pull you back up when you fall off the wagon. Don't sweat the small stuff because it's all small stuff. Get that book, Don't Sweat the Small Stuff, and it's all small stuff by Dr. Richard Carson. It will help to change and transform out of those 100, you're probably going to have a bare minimum of three of those. It's going to make some major influential changes in your world. As Jesus said, don't worry about your life. Don't worry about what you shall eat. Don't worry about your body. And don't worry about what you shall wear. Thank you for joining us today at Brothers of the Word. You can go to brothersoftheword.com. Listen to this entire message again absolutely free or send it to a friend absolutely free of charge. Thank you for joining us today at Brothers of the Word because, brother, you need the Word. So I ask Pastor James to come and close us out for today. Amen. We thank Pastor for that timely message because 
we're all dealing with a lot of small stuff that in the moment seems so big to us. But as we are obedient to God, reading his word and spending time in prayer, prayer actually helps you to deal with the stresses of life. So you'll find that as you're obedient, that when these things come upon you, you'll be able to handle stress better. Even science has proven that, that when you're meditating on his word and, and spending time talking to God, that your blood pressure and your stress levels, you'll be able to handle it better. The same thing about reading the word. When you're reading the word and you're dealing with some of these small things, when you see the people going through war and through famine and some major things, then it makes your stuff look smaller and you see the delivering power of God bringing them out of slavery and bringing them out of famine and all of the things that God delivered them from that it gives you faith to know that God will bring you out of your little storm if he brought them out of the big storm so stay obedient to what God has told you to do amen you are listening to brothers of the word.com this was the message titled don't sweat the small stuff by Nathaniel Bronner This message is number 5976, that's 5976, to listen to thousands of free messages or to send this message number 5976 to a friend. Go to brothersoftheword.com. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to help support this ministry, go to iwanttogive.com. That's iwanttogive.com. Listen to brothersoftheword.com often because, brother, you need the word. Well, brothers of the word.